Welcome to the podcast about podcasts, where you invite the phenomenal Jackie Tan to share how she grew her Bodies Built Better podcast and her tips on making a break into the podcast industry. Jackie is a formal remedial massage therapist, personal trainer, and business coach. This is all before she's also a podcaster, dancer, and a total learning addict. Without further ado, I welcome to my Matters, Jackie. Oh, thank you, Tessa. Excited to be here. If you haven't already found the podcast that Jackie hosts, it's Body Felt Better. If you haven't, you have neglected your PD for a very long time. <laughs> Appreciate that. Go and find it straight away after here. It's always amazing to listen to. But Jackie, tell me and talk me through your journey to your podcast, Bodies Built Better. Yeah, well, it's a funny one because it wasn't something that I set out to do. I never thought about podcasts. (laughs) And 2020, we all know what happened then, you know, when the government put us in lockdown and, and we had to shut down our businesses. It was just, for me... I'm not great in uncertainty and I need to be doing something. And when I wasn't able to continue to do the job that I loved doing, I wasn't able to, you know, be with clients and that interaction. I just thought, what other ways that I can continue to help? Can I continue to make a difference in their lives? And so the original plan was to do an online membership. And on this membership, there would be tutorials of exercises they could do, self-massage tutorials, stretching, even recipes that we were enjoying in that moment. And the other thing was interviews. I wanted to connect with people who are way smarter than me, more interesting than me, and just share their knowledge and expertise and their experience any way that could basically continue to help my clients and get them through something that was an uncertain time. So that was the idea. And then of course, four weeks, I'm pretty sure it was four weeks later, the government basically said remedial massage is now deemed an essential service. You may open your business. <laughs> I, was, I was just getting it the, the flow of things and then now <laughs> we're ready to open back up. And so it was just, that was a, a shock. And so we, we opened back up and to be perfectly honest, I kind of knew that the online membership for me wasn't going to be sustainable. It just took so much planning, so much time to record, edit, upload. So I knew it was something that I was going to shut down, but I just thought these interviews, number one, they were so much fun and what was being shared was so valuable. I just thought I I want to get this to more people, not just my amazing clients. I want others to hear this stuff. And so I thought the only other avenue is a podcast. And so I did the research, learned how to, you know, do all the things, design a cover, do, it will get an, you know, royalty free audio for the intro, all of the things. And I think it was June that I, that yeah, released the first episode of the podcast and that's how it was born. Which is so exciting. I love that something from a time that is not exactly the most memorable time for a lot Mm -hmm. of people, that something so amazing came from that in terms of wanting to share knowledge and information with the community. Now, talk me through, why would you recommend, obviously, podcasting is a little bit, for most people, an anxiety-inducing process. (laughs) (laughs) 
not everyone loves chatting like you and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But for practitioners that are listening, why would you recommend they create a podcast? If it's sitting in the back of their mind, they just don't quite know what it is. Why would you recommend they step into that space that is quite foreign probably to a health professional or someone that is like an allied health or manual therapist? Yeah, look, I'm going to give you the standard answers and they are you know, it's you're able to establish establish yourself as an authority in the field, in your specific field. You can connect with your clients and build an audience. So you're able to connect to your clients maybe in a different way that's different from the treatment room and they get to know more about you as well. So that's a really nice, I believe, experience for, for the client as well. You get to promote your business. You get to build a bigger community and you get to engage with them in a, in a different way and talk about the thing that you're passionate about because, you know, we're passionate about this. It's great, you know, that interaction we have with our clients. But like I said, you there's a different way to do it as well. And I think it's it's really valuable. But in saying that, much like you said, not everyone is like us. And so and there are so many different platforms, right? Like you know, there's so many socials, there's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube, <laughs> and there's probably so many more that I haven't mentioned. And so I think it's really important that you don't feel like you have to do something because either someone else is doing it or, or everyone else is doing it. Like yep. find the thing that really resonates with you. And the great thing about a podcast is that you could literally do it in your bedroom with your iPhone. You could get into the closet if it really is hit you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I feel like all podcasters have been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so it's really about like whilst whilst I highly recommend it, it's been wonderful for me. Make sure it's the thing that you know you really want to do as well. And I'm all for experimenting and being curious. And I think you know, some really great things can be born of that. So give it a go. If it's something that you've been thinking about, definitely give it a go. I think that's a really interesting perspective, like a different way to connect with your clients. And so many of our clients I know will be like on my commute to work or when I'm running or I'm early to pick up the kids. I just listen to a podcast and it's never thought that in that moment you can connect in such a different and personal way with your clients as well. And I think that's a really great point, right? Like, we are all more than what we do. And so being able to share that little bit more about ourselves and who we are outside of the treatment room, I believe is is really important. It makes you human. Absolutely. And I think we forget some days that we're humans still uh-huh. at the end of all of this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, if we have practitioners that are wanting to kind of share their voice and starting a podcast, where do you recommend they start? There's obviously podcasts are are a relatively easy thing to start cheaply and develop from there. Where do you think is the best part to start for them? Yeah, look, I think the best place to start is with yourself and make a plan. Understand what it truly is you want to use the podcast for because if you don't know what you're doing with it, then there's no point, right? So make a plan, understand who it is it's for, because it, even though we're health practitioners, it could you could really take it in, in any direction that you want it to. And I know this is for your listeners right now who are predominantly myotherapists, but, you know, who's to say you can't start a podcast about your hobby 
So there's different reasons, right? So make a plan, understand who it's for and why you're doing it. And with that plan, I mean, like it depends on how many layers, how deep you want to get into this, but there's so many ways to do a podcast. It's like what we're doing right now, having this conversation and interview. It could be just Tessa, it could just be yourself doing a solo, talking about a specific topic. You could be co-hosting, which I know what you is what you've done on you know this podcast as well. And so understanding the format of your podcast and how you want to deliver it is really great too. And the great thing is you can do a mixture of all of that. I've originally it was always an interview-based podcast, my the body was built better podcast was and this year I've tried to experiment with it I've done solo episodes they've been micro episodes compared to the 60 minute ones I've co-hosted a few episodes so it's just been this fun experiment so when starting your podcast it's just really important to have a solid plan who is it for why are you doing it what's the goal of the podcast and You know, there's so many great resources out there and having something like your, I think, uh, Spotify for podcasters where it's easy to set up on the platform and just record and go is is really beautiful. And and like you said, it's it's easy to, to do as well. So the most important thing is to really have a solid plan in place before anything kind of like anything in business, right? You it really is. Go, you just <laughs> got to have that shit planned. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it is. There's just the, I think you can just take it in so many different directions and there are so many podcasts out there now um, that, yeah, having that direction I think is really important. And thinking about that formatting too is a really good point because there are so many different formats and podcasts out there as well. And uh, I even encourage people to go out and just listen to the podcasts you enjoy and see how they set them up. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And, and like you said, yeah, that's the beauty of podcasting. There are so many ways to do it. So why not just experiment with it and see what really feels good for you? Because the thing that feels good is the thing that's going to be most sustainable. Yeah, 100%. Now, I know on your podcast, you've had some phenomenal guests. I've loved listening to a lot of them. How do you go about engaging your guests? Obviously, finding the right vibe that fits your plan and what you want to deliver. But how do you go then being like, hey, want a podcast? Yeah, I just email them. The worst (laughs) you can get is (laughs) a no. And that's literally all it is. And I remember funnily enough like in the beginning way back when in 2020 like I was reaching out to anyone and everyone and I mean embarrassingly (laughs) I'm happy to say it's kind of ridiculous but people (laughs) like Lady Gaga and David Beckham and like all these like I was aiming so so (laughs) high and you might think that's ridiculous but like you don't know when you're going to get a yes. And so that's always been my my mentality is just don't worry about who they are as long as it fits the platform, that it fits the goal of your podcast and the the guest is going to resonate and will have something to offer your listeners, then just get in touch with them. and. You know, I mean, I've developed so many different templates of emails 
of who to or what to send to who. And so it's really just a matter of making sure that, you know, you're being really genuine in your email and making sure that you're giving something back to them as well. Like what's in it for them? Because I mean, you know, the higher you go, so to speak, the more reason they might may have to say no, because that's something that I still get now. Like I don't have the biggest social platform and my podcast does a thousand times better than what my socials do, but people can't see the podcast and see what that does. They only see what, you know, is in front of them via the socials. So it's really important to, I guess, communicate that as well. Like you've got, you know, your business is is really valuable. The amount of clients you have, the the reach you have there is really valuable. So making sure that you show them, you know, what you can offer on your end is also valuable as well as their time and what they can offer. Yeah, I think that's really nice to find a, it's a collaboration rather than a yeah. type of situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite guest that you've interviewed? Oh, do you know what? I love talking to all of them. I'm just, <laughs> I'm so intrigued by people. People and what makes them tick and why they do the things they do and also I love learning and so I've been able to speak to so many incredible people and get and and really fulfill those selfish needs on my <laughs> behalf from them so I do you know what I can't I don't have a favorite on the flip side though it's easier for me to think about the guests that were more challenging so yeah. it doesn't happen a lot, but they're easy to, to bring up because there's less <laughs> of them, much less, but you know, you always remember those ones, no matter how good <laughs> all the others go, you remember the ones that are a little bit challenging and yeah, you, you found a bit difficult in the moment. You think, oh my gosh, is this podcast ever going to end? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, not so much that, but you know, you you always go in with an idea of what you want, what you want mm. to elicit from your guest because of what they do. And so that's really important so that the listener can, you know, get the information that you want to be serving. But sometimes it's like a brick wall. <laughs> It's like, it's not quite what I'm after. <laughs> How can I navigate this? So in the process, it can be hard, but, you know, it's all a learning experience. Oh, it certainly would be. Now, obviously podcasts, they come about in whether it's seasons or series. Do you have a frequency or recommendation on how you continue to maintain a presence through your podcasting? Is there the sweet number of fortnightly, monthly, or is it that there is none, that it's more about the consistency of how you present that? Amen to consistency, always and forever. I, I've heard so many different uh, rules, could you say? And to be honest, I think you got to do what works for you and what's going to be sustainable because podcasts are hard work, right? And especially if you then decide that you're going to be doing 45 to 60 minute episodes, they are interviews. So you've got to be thinking about, it's not just you anymore. You've got to be thinking about scheduling for them, your, the prep work that goes into that, the research. So it's a lot of work. So to make it sustainable, you need to find what works for you. And, and for me, I decided in the beginning that I would do weekly episodes. 
the one thing I told myself was that I know when I can get really excited about something and go ham and just <laughs> that can really that can be great, but it, it could also be my downfall. And so I had to put rules around that for myself, you know, creating these boundaries. And one of them was, yes, I'll do weekly podcasts or episodes, but it will be a six-month season. So I went from June to December. And that for me was a really good line in the sand because it meant by October, November, I was really starting to feel it back in 2020. Mm. So I knew it was coming to my off season and I was going to be able to re-energize and recoup and get creative all over again. So that for me was really critical in making it sustainable. So whilst I wouldn't say there's a specific way to do it, All I say is, yeah, exactly like you said, whatever you decide on, keep it consistent. I know it's hard to know that in the beginning when you're starting out. So commit to something short term, whether it is a quarter, so three months, maybe try for every week. If that seems too much, then, you know, fortnightly or once a month. But it's a matter of, I guess, looking at your own workload outside of the podcast and really strategically making sure that it works for you and you're not working for it. Yeah, that's really important, I think. And I like how you've done the seasons as well. Like I have a break from this period because it gives you that time to be like a little bit less hating on the amount of work that takes sometimes and time to find those new things that are on board. Exactly. And in saying that, I have tried to experiment. So I have gone completely through. So I've gone from June last year, I've gone all the way through. Oh, so powering on this year. Yeah, I'm powering <laughs> on because I feel like in, you know, saying what I said, I'm 100% all for that. But for me now, I wanted to kick it up a notch and just see the difference in numbers, in the metrics and see what that momentum does for the podcast. So I've got everything scheduled up until the end of April, but I have realized that it's kind of that little bit too much. (laughs) And so I've decided I'm going to be taking the month of May off. So I'm giving myself four weeks off and then back into it. But I think, you know, the lesson there is, you know, you go with what works for you in the moment. Don't be too harsh on yourself and give yourself what you need so that you can keep producing the quality content that you know you can. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the caveat think, to all of that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it, it's like that when it comes to treating and yes. managing business and that, that I think understanding, obviously, it's intriguing to be able to push the limits and see how much yeah. we can fit in and what happens if I change that. But also know when we need to listen to our body to be like, okay, cool. I am, I'm maybe not delivering my best work at this point before burnout occurs to be like, you know what? Not my best work. Let's take a short break and come back to it with such fresh eyes, I think as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you have any favorite podcasts that you love listening to? I am currently obsessed with the imperfects. Ah, yes. Good podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There's such. Uh, I love the chemistry with the guys. I love the depth and quality of content and I love the humour in it as well. I just, they're awesome. So that is one I'm binging at the moment. It's really interesting when you talk podcasts with people, whether they are like ABC Science 
kind yeah. of people or they're like the true crime runners. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It is it's a very interesting little buckets in podcast world um as to what bucket they fit in. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's I mean, how cool is that though that there are so many different categories you could say out there that you could really just find what works for you. Oh, it is and it's sad. I think it makes learning and education mm-hmm. so accessible for people to be able to have such quality at their fingertips at usually no cost, which is just exactly. phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, fill us in what's coming up for your podcast in, I guess, the rest of this year. Yeah. Look, as I said, I'll go on break in May. Um, and during that time, I need to plan all over again because I feel like there could be a rebrand coming. You heard it here first. <laughs> exciting feels um, a lot yeah. of work in that <laughs> yeah so I'm not too sure where it's going it's not going to be too different from where it's at at the moment but I feel like there's certainly been an evolution in myself and I feel like that should reflect in the podcast as well so there could be a rebrand and just more exciting wonderful guests as well oh that's so exciting it's um as I said, if you haven't got on it, go and listen to it. It is always a really nice one to listen to and such cool topics you cover as well. I want to thank you for being with us today, Jackie. It has been so lovely to touch base on a topic that I guess is probably a little bit left field for our clinicians, but hopefully they can see the perspective of maybe sharing their voices in different ways as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and giving me this opportunity. It's been fun. Remember to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast if you enjoy our chat today. Don't forget to head over and follow Bodies Built Better podcast. Follow us on social media for upcoming professional development and events coming to your area really soon. Thanks for joining us once again today on the Myo Matters podcast.